Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show on WGR Sports Radio 550. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, filling in here on the X-Point Show right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. As we get ready for, I, like, I feel like it's a game, Josh, that we've all kind of like knew was coming. That the yeah. Bills playoff hopes, or I don't want to necessarily say just the playoff hopes, but just that the season would culminate in the rematch between the Bills and the Dolphins and that the season would kind of be decided by it. I know the Bills can get in with losses by Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. I do get that. By either of them. It doesn't even have to be both, but just by one of them. I get that. Imagine if all three lose. Bills still get in the playoffs. Well, no, I know. Yeah. But just imagine that's the way they get in. And it's just, oh, just, it's <laughs> I, like the worst, most anticlimactic moment. Well, because, okay, think about it. Because the, the Bills, we'll, we'll, we will all know what the Bills' fate could be by, to, by the time of kickoff. I mean, we'll be finishing pregame, right? Likely knowing, yeah, exactly what's going to happen. The Steelers play on Saturday. Yep, and then when Jacksonville. Did they, when did Jacksonville. Do they? Play I want to. I want to say they play at four. I'm going to check that real quick. I should know this. This they, is embarrassing by me. This is terrible. They play at one. We're going to well know. They play at one man. on Sunday. I mean, we're going to. We're. I won't even be in the building yet, and we'll fully know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, it, but like, but it, but it does feel like this entire season. I don't know, no, not the entire season, but like the midpoint of the season on, mm -hmm. it has felt like this is what was going to happen. That I as much feel... as the Bills were frustrating, the Dolphins were never taking that next step. They were never building their lead. The Bills were keeping it just close enough. They also had beaten them at home. Mm -hmm. And now here we are. The Dolphins lose a disastrous game to Tennessee, and then they lose last week to Baltimore. They get blown and out. here we are. Blown out. By and, and that's my thing, too. And is, and, I was saying it on reverse power ranking or reverse AFC power rankings a few weeks ago after they had lost to Dallas or after they had beaten Dallas, mm -hmm. where I was like, that win did nothing for me. It proved absolutely nothing. They're both paper tigers. They play any sort of real competition, a team that actually wants to get into a knife fight with them, and they get scared. I will say, I saw a thing uh, this morning on ESPN that I think it, I think it was about 27 touchdown passes and four interceptions for Dak Prescott in his last 11 games, but that doesn't feel right. Maybe it was the last 11 home games. Mm -hmm. I might have been re reading the screen wrong. I, I saw it as it was going off the screen. So, But that's where it's like with the Cowboys. It's so hard to tell what they are. 
But with the Dolphins, like you said, I think this has been kind of coming. This is, this is who they are. This right. is who they are. Right. So I think it's been more so like a I, – I would say since the Eagles week for the Bills because that was the week before Miami mm-hmm. loses to Tennessee. And you see the Bills go out and play great against the Eagles. They played great against the Jets the week before. So I think we're just getting to a point where, like you're right, it, it's it's been – this is going to be it. For about a month now, it just yeah, it, it has felt like it, this was always what it was going to be. We were marching towards this moment, and now we're here. And Josh, I like, I, I guess I am having trouble. I don't want to say like just I'm having trouble completely deciding on how I feel about the Bills. On one point, I think they match up brilliantly against Miami. I don't think Miami handles the Bills and specifically Josh Allen well at all, even with the change in defensive coordinator, even healthy, even healthy. I don't think they match up well with the Bills at all. But then on the other point, I'm like, great, they get the two seed. I don't know how I feel about their offense going forward for the rest of the year. I don't. Well, I I, I think it depends like because there's so many different ways to look at this. You can look at so many different games this season and say, okay, well, they absolutely destroyed the Raiders, the Commanders. the I mean, they played well against the Buccaneers, I guess. They embarrassed Dallas. They beat Kansas City and Kansas City. They did great against the Jets the second time around. Mm-hmm. But then you look at, you know, sure, they beat the Patriots this time. But was it like a super? Not convincing. It was not really convincing. It was not convincing. They lost to the Patriots early in the year. They only scored 14 points against the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's so, it's, it's so Jekyll and Hyde this season. Like, I feel like it's been this way other years. But this season specifically has really shown the two sides of this football team. And you could say that about any team, but this one in particular with the weapons they have with Josh Allen, with Stephon Diggs, especially the last few weeks with Stephon Diggs, like it, it's just, it's so evident now more than ever. Yeah. But as I, I just think the way they've been playing the past four games, being on this four game winning streak, the past four wins, it's it's been, the defense has been, phenomenal and the offense has had great moments but also like average moments you know it, there's, there's just been like the last year and a half well right but but i'm saying in just this small mm-hmm, sample size mm-hmm. sure against the chiefs and the patriots they didn't score the and the chargers too i guess but the, the chiefs and patriots specifically you're going up against pretty decent defenses especially with the patriots and you're not scoring as many points as you'd like to see but you're getting it done like you, you, you're surviving and advancing. Right, they've, exactly. t- they've talked about that. They've developed that mindset. They are winning games and right. moving on. That's and and I'm all for it. And I get it. The Cowboys, you embarrassed the defense that you know destroyed the Giants earlier in the year. You have kind of you, yeah, yeah. That Bills win over the Cowboys has almost kind of told more about the Cowboys than the Bills, which right. is which I think most of us kind of assume that would happen, that the Cowboys would be the main talking point of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's also now started this kind of descent for the Cowboys of, like, yeah, they're going to end this season on a really rough go. Right. Because bo- both them and the Eagles, not very good. The Eagles look very out of sorts. They are clearly missing both their coordinators in Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. And so they're kind of looking tough. And then, I mean, Dallas – also, it was on the on the on the brink of having this big win or big uh, losing streak. Excuse me, to end the year if it weren't for pretty pretty rough run by the refs there at the end <laughs> on Saturday night. Right. Yeah. So like, I, no, that was that that's a Lions win in my book. 
Like yeah, like like the Lions. I don't I don't think are going to be able to get the two seed now. No, no, but but I mean that's it was an, it was a business. I, I did leave that game feeling pretty good about the Lions going forward. Of of they could potentially do some damage here in the playoffs. But I guess even for like the wins for the Bills this year, they're big wins. Yeah. Kansas City, Dallas, Miami. Yep. All kind of have this feel to me at least of. Are we sure that's as impressive as we initially thought? Kansas City can't score, Josh. They cannot score. Their wide receiver unit is worse than Washington's. And I mean the Huskies, not the Commanders. <laughs> you look. Are we sure that the Bills' wide receiver unit isn't worse than the Huskies? It's a fair point, actually. It's a really, it's a really fair is point. No, this is no discredit to the Bills. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously joking there. But, but Washington, oh my goodness. Like, I think Michigan's in for a rude awakening next Monday. And I'm sorry, Texas, but, you know. I'm sorry, Val. Sorry, right, Washington. It's oh fine. my goodness! I just had a moment where I was like staring off in the distance, like he's going to do this. <laughs> he's going to do this to Washington me. Washington is a wagon. They are, and they remind me a lot of the 2019 LSU Tigers, yes. at least on offense. Their yeah. defense, not so much, but on offense, very much so. But, but back so, to the, back to the Chiefs, though. So, like like you said, they've been having real struggles this season, like finding that scoring touch. They haven't had. They've had moments. They, they've had moments, yes, but the, they have The Miami had... game, they, they were brilliant. Yeah. The end of the Jaguars game, they were very good. Most of the Philadelphia game, they were very good. Dallas, of course. But, I mean, they lost back-to-back games for the first time since, what, 2019? Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's an but, insane but, and, run. And, and that's the thing. That, like, this has always been true of, of this iteration of the Bills team, under McDermott and then, of course, with Allen, of just, look, they don't get blown out. They don't lose back-to-back right. games. Yeah. They make the playoffs. They find a way to win the AFC East, even in maybe years where they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I would say this year is probably one of them. They right. probably shouldn't win the AFC East, but no. they have an opportunity to do it on Sunday night. And that also does show that, you know, the NFL still adores them and Vegas still loves them. In Miami, I think they're a three-point favorite right now. And so, I mean, like, that's the thing that you're looking at here is that there's still faith in the Bills. I don't, and I, and I don't want to come up as somebody that doesn't have faith in this team. I think they will beat the Dolphins. My fear is the following week in Buffalo wild card round. I don't care who you play. There is a part of me that's just I, I'm constantly sitting here going, okay, but what's next for this team? Can this team actually go on a run here, put up points to beat? I can't believe I'm saying this in the year of 2024. Cleveland and Joe Flacco. Good on you for saying 2024. I would have said 2024. Oh, I nailed it. I that was, that was I thought good. about it and I nailed it. But so I mean, look at what Joe Flacco's doing. He's in in quarterback years, 75 years old, playing like John Daly <laughs> on a golf course, saying, "Who cares? I'm just going to throw the ball." David and Joku's kind of open. I'm firing it. Amari yeah, and, Cooper's kind of open. It. I'm firing it. That's the other thing. David and Joku. Well, and that's I, and I that's the thing. I Cleveland seemingly has unlocked something. Yeah, there. and I remember that contract looking like a joke a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, wow, like that's really paying off. At least in this moment, like you know, this is a very small moment in time of a what four week period, four or five. Yeah, yeah but, but it's like, been amazing. Obviously, Flacco probably not coming back next year for for the Browns. But but if you can replicate what he's doing with Njoku with your whoever. And Amari Cooper. I mean, he missed, he missed last week with a heel injury, yeah. but you saw him against, uh, not the Jets, uh, Houston, where he put up over 200 yards receiving. Yeah, and and, and whether it's going to be you know Deshaun Watson or whoever else mm-hmm. the Browns might go after this offseason, because, I mean, you had 36 quarterbacks. Why stop now? Um, was it 36 or was it less than that? It's too many. Uh, too, too many. But the, the number's not important. But Just know it was too many. The fact that the Browns are as much of a threat as they are is kind of scary. 
Like I, I fully I, believe the AFC Championship game could be an AFC North matchup between Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah, and you know how electric that would be. That would be fantastic. I, I, as a as a fan of the Bills, I want them to be there. But that's my if you're next, a neutral. That's if you're, my if next you're a neutral best fan, choice. if you're a yeah. neutral fan, that's a fun matchup. But but so like Cleveland seemed to be a wagon. They have found something on offense. Baltimore in their biggest game of the year. Lamar Jackson, without Mark Andrews, those five touchdown passes. Zay Flowers, Odo Beckham Jr., Isaiah Likely, all look great. Buffalo, yes, they've had great moments here in this little run here, but against an Easton Stick-led Chargers team and a Bailey Zappi-led New England team, struggled mightily. And then against Bailey Zappi and the Patriots, they got three very quick turnovers and, what, 13 points? 21. No, but I mean in that quick little run there where oh, it was early. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I you never yeah. – and you had good field position, and you never once made it where, all right, let's pack up the bus. This game's over with. Yeah. And that does just – that is the identity of this team this it, year. It should have been, it should have been like 21 to what would have been like nothing. three. Nothing. 21 to nothing. Yeah, it should, it should have been that. But, but that seems to be the identity of this team this year of just – when the big boys come to town or we're going to a team like Kansas City or Philadelphia, we are there. Mm-hmm. We are going to light up the scoreboard. We're going to play with a little bit of a reckless abandon. We're going to we're going to go up against them. They're going to shine. Yeah. But they have guys like Easton Stick and Bailey Zappi and Zach Wilson, and they just collapse down to their competition. And well, when you look at the AFC this year, the playoffs this year, you're talking about likely maybe playing a Mason Rudolph-led Pittsburgh. Right. Or... A C.J. Beathard potentially led Jacksonville. Maybe Trevor Lawrence there. That's so funny. Gardner Minshew (laughs) led Indianapolis Colts. Is it because the playoffs you'll rise to the occasion? Or should I take how you've done in the regular season and go, so the wild card round is going to be a little more more exciting than it should be? Well, we also have to remember, like, the Bills play incredibly well at the end of the season. They play amazing in December – and January. Yeah, these last few years they have played their best football going into the playoffs. Yeah, so that's the other thing. I, I'm looking at it here. They should be, and again, if whatever, mm-hmm. what ifs, but they should be on a six-game winning streak right now. That Eagles game should not have been a loss. There was so much different. Reminds there, a lot of people of Tampa in 21. Yeah, and there's there, there's so much going on in that game that you you know we've we've all talked about it to no end, but they should be on a six-game winning streak right now. The fact that you're looking at the, how this season has gone, like if you would have told me the week they lost to the Broncos, like if you would have told me that Tuesday, yeah, the Bills are going to go on a crazy run and they're going to win five out of the last six, and the one loss is going to be to the Eagles and it's going to be because of a, a it's couple be an overtime. reasons. Yeah, it's going to be an it's overtime. Be an overtime. It's going to be because of bad ref calls and a bad play call towards the end of the fourth quarter. If you would have told me that after the Broncos game, I would have laughed in your face. Like, there is no reason why this team should be where they are right now other than the fact that they rose to the occasion after that game. That's that's why I think for me, though, like, where I think, yes, they rose to the occasion, I also think it's been a lot of the defense has really kind of carried the load here. They locked it down. Personally, I think Ed Oliver's an all-pro defensive tackle right now. He has taken that contract that he got and had most people – Kind of side-eyeing it, going like, hmm, are you sure about that one? Right. And, and has well exceeded the price tag. Now he's got an interception and like a bunch of pick or a yeah. bunch of sacks. Rasul yeah. Douglas comes in and a trade deadline acquisition. Green Bay, 
what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What what was that decision? Right. Terrell Bernard. I mean, we were six months ago going, I mean, are are we sure he can play? Are we 100% on this? Are they going to really miss Edmonds? Nope. Also, you know who we're not talking about? Because he's been hurt all year, Matt Milano. They've been doing all this without him. For, for the most part, without Matt Milano. Imagine. The defense has really risen to the occasion where I feel like the offense, as much as we've seen the emergence of James Cook, I, yeah. I have my own issues with James Cook on this offense. Right. A guy who was brought in, was drafted as a second-round pick out of Georgia. Can we stop dropping the ball when you're wide open? I mean, he's dropped like what it feels like, like two touchdowns at least over the last four weeks. Definitely yeah. the Philadelphia game. Yep. And it seems like his drops continue to just kind of pop up in games. And that's been a thing of the offense as well. I don't want to just single out Cook because it's been everybody, including who maybe is the star of this week, Stephon Diggs, who we haven't really talked about much. But his production has been atrocious, especially for someone of his caliber. And that's where, personally for me, Josh, and I and I have no information on this. I know McDermott and Joe Brady both on Monday said that there's they have no news on that. There's nothing there. He's got to be in. He's got to be dealing with something. He's got to be. He hasn't had a 100-yard game since the Giants game. He hasn't had 50 since the Eagles game. I mean, now we're, we're, just, we're getting thrilled if he hits 30 yards. Well, you also, like, like I said before, you look at some of the defense that they've played over the past six weeks. I'm not trying to give the Patriots more credit than they're due, but their secondary is, is it's still pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Like, their, their defense as a whole. It's, I mean, Bill Belichick is a defensive coach after all, and – while he has his moments as a general manager making awful draft picks. Fun decisions. Fun. No, yeah. No, they are fun decisions. You're right. They're not awful. They're great. But while he's had his moments at that, he's still a great defensive mind. He is. And, and absolutely. And, and yes. that's that's one thing I will give them there. But, like, I mean, the Chargers, come on. Well, but, and it's my thing. The, 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 the New England game, I'm willing to look at and go, that's that's Bill going into his old bag of tricks right. and just and confusing Allen. And Allen did look confused. Yeah. But, M- much of that game, I was like, Josh, yeah. buddy, just calm down. I mean, the pick he threw when he was trying to throw to Kincaid, how did he not see the safety? I mean, he, he was confused. Yeah. Bill got in his head. They still got the win. And then you look at the Chiefs game and you say, okay, well, you played each other how many times? Those two in the past teams two just years? love playing each other. It's they're gonna they're gonna figure out how like just how the Bills figured out how to stop the Chiefs, the Chiefs are gonna figure out how to stop the Bills. Mm-hmm. Stop Stephon Diggs. And you'll slow them down a lot. Yeah, I just and like, but I, then you, but like I said, you look at the Chargers game and you look at the Jets game too, mm-hmm. and the Broncos. Like those defenses are not that good. Sure, the Jets look great on paper coming in this year, but they are not at all I also, what anyone expected. Their them defense to be also has moments wise. where, but their defense has even moments this year, and I think a lot of it is just due to mental fatigue of just like we can only carry this offense so long before it falls apart. We can only do Aaron Rodgers so long before yeah. we fall apart. They'll have, they'll have moments where they look great, and then they have other moments where Joe Flacco shreds them apart on national TV. Right. And I just, I'm, I'm having a tough time. I look in the. The big part of this I'm talking about is the playoffs. I think they will beat Miami on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. My more question is, what about going forward? I am I am now in that mindset of looking towards the playoffs, making a run to a Super Bowl, because I think the AFC is open this year. I do think there's a chance. Baltimore does have a lot of health issues. They're starting to get healthier now. Cleveland has Joe Flacco at quarterback. Is he going to go on a 2012 run? Maybe. Or he could be like a lot of backup quarterbacks this year where it's really fun for two, three weeks, and then they fall flat on their face. Kansas City doesn't have weapons, and they keep losing games. Mm-hmm. And then you have Buffalo, though. And Buffalo is kind of in the same spot where 
their number one receiver isn't even getting 50 yards a game. Their top quarterback, while he has a ton of touchdowns, he's now starting to get touchdowns like Jalen Hurts gets touchdowns, which is we're on the one-two yard line and we're just going to run it in. His passing numbers have not been great over this run here. And that's where I'm getting a little nervous going forward. And that's where I'm at. I want to hear everyone else's thoughts. So I, 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 maybe a vibe check, but also just where are your heads at with the Miami game? Of course, that's coming up Sunday night. But going forward with the rest of this year, the Bills have done most of the work here to get in the playoffs. Where are you at? 803-0550. Before we take our first time out, though, let's go to the phones. We've got Mark in Rochester on the line. Mark, how are we doing this morning? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Um, I just want to say, I think the Bills are going to win Sunday, but if they don't, I hope everybody else wins and they don't make it this year because I think they need a new offensive coordinator, a real offensive coordinator. And um, I think until we get that, this offense is going to continue to struggle. So you're kind of at like a, you know, Brady hasn't earned it yet. This is he, like he, he should just keep the interim tag and they move on this offseason. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I, I can understand that, Mark. Thanks for the call. I don't, I don't know if I'm there. I, you know why, Josh, and for me just personally, Brady can only change so much from Dorsey's offense. Right. They spent an entire offseason, actually an entire season and a half of Dorsey's offense. Brady can only change so much. I'm also of the belief, and, and you can give your thoughts here on this, I don't think this Bills offense is that talented. And that hurts for me to say, no, as somebody right. in the summer was banging the drum that I thought this skill position group was the best Allen it had in his career. And I don't think it's that talented now. I, I just I, don't. I remember sitting here in the summer talking, having the having that conversation with you because I was right on board. I thought, you know, oh my God, Kincaid is going to break the rookie, or and he's he has. Come close. And he has. No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was on board with he's going to come close to the rookie tight end reception ever. Oh, like, and not not Bill's record. Yes, yeah, okay, no, yeah. but but they do have their their gems at on the offensive skill side of the ball. Like they have Diggs who. You know, whatever's going on, he'll figure it out. Cook looks good. They're getting Cook him involved. Cook is getting better. Kincaid is there. I think, you know, you can only go up from here. It's it's looking great. Mm-hmm. But you ha- you got nothing from Gabe Davis. You got nothing from Sherfield. You got nothing from Cook. I mean, I, dude, I've been on this point now this whole week. It's not that you're getting nothing from Sherfield. You're getting actively negative plays every time you throw right. him the ball. Yeah. It's, it, it has become a problem. I'm now at a point, too, with, with Sherfield specifically. Bring up Andy Isabella. Don't give me Justin Shorter necessarily, but I've been somebody, and, and you know, we've talked about this. I need speed on this Bills offense. You've seen what James Cook's been able to do with his speed. Right. Bring on Isabella because at least he'll maybe give you speed. Where Sherfield, yes, is fast. He's giving me nothing. The one thing that I also. To, to go back to Mark's point, I, I want to say I will agree with him. If they don't win against Miami, I, I don't want them to make it. I don't want to lose into the playoffs. Like, I yes, I want to make the playoffs. I want the Bills to make the playoffs. But it's just not going to feel right. It's going to feel weird and gross. And, like, it's like, okay, cool. So we're going to go into the wild card week, and then what's going to happen? Is it just I, it, is it just I, one I more say, week of football? Yeah. I, like, I did want to bring up that point like, by Mark, too, because, yeah, it will be weird if, like, like you brought up, everyone loses. Yep. That, that the Bills need to lose, but then they lose, and you just kind of limp into the wild card round. And it will feel for a lot of people, I think for a lot of Bills fans of, I don't want to really be here. This this yeah. kind of feels like we we are one of those teams that are kind of the black eye on the playoffs of, oh, they made it? Yeah, like, it, right. like it, It'll have that feeling. And then there will be a lot of people, I can't even say I won't be one of them, that will just immediately start looking to April going, all right. Which wide receivers are on the, on the you know, like that's where we're going to be at. And that feels gross because of, they keep winning. They have really embraced the survive and advance mentality. I'm almost worried 
I, I think I'm there. I don't think they have the talent on the offense right. to make this run here. And I want to be proven wrong, but I think the last few weeks have kind of proven I might not be. Well, what I think is helpful, though, is the past six weeks have been the playoffs. In, it, Absolutely. To them specifically, yes. The way they have played, it looks like the last six weeks have been, hey, this is our playoffs. Like, let's, let's mm-hmm. just yep. go on a run and just not stop. Yeah, and I think eventually you're going to meet a stoppable, like the immovable force is going to meet the stoppable. Or I can't ever immovable. Immovable object is yeah. going to meet the unstoppable force. There you go. And we got there in the end. It's going to be potentially it's going to be Bills and Ravens. Like they might come, the Bills might go in and you, you know just stay hot through the whole way, and then you're going to hit the Ravens and just somehow get themselves in the AFC Championship game. But well, yeah, yeah, it'll be but, one of those where. But, do you feel even confident with that game? Well, yeah, and I, and I think back to Howard picks the Bills yesterday, and you know they they mapped it out to the Bills play. I think it was the Colts and then the Chiefs at yeah. at and Highmark Stadium, Buffalo, yep. which would be amazing. I just want it for that. Um, if I get that out of this playoffs and the Bills winning, I will be so happy. Like if that's all we get this year, cool. I, I'll chalk that up as a win because because it, <laughs> it, do, it does almost feel like this team has a ceiling, and if they get to the AFC Championship game after everything. Yeah, that does feel like a right. win, but the but, problem is you came into the season with the expectations of Super Bowl, right? But if you hit my my point being there is if you like when you get to the to the Ravens in the AFC Championship game, I just I wonder how different that'll be from like the 13 seconds here. Like how in reality is it that much different in mm-hmm. terms of the team you're playing is super talented. They have a superstar tight end. They have a crazy good wide receiver room and their quarterback's a freak that's that's the chiefs of 2021 yeah you have tyreek hill patrick mahomes travis kelsey like it's it's just i don't know i i i hope they get there but worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's going to be tough if they do. Yep. Your call's coming up next, 803-0550. Going to take a quick time out here. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in here on the Extra Point Show, and you're listening to WGR. Medically, there's nothing big that's been my now it's ailing him and communication I'm getting from Nate, our trainer on that. And it's, you know, just Josh going through his reads, going through the progressions and making sure going through the progressions properly and, and getting Steph involved. He hasn't been as involved maybe as much as we would have liked the last couple of games. But we've got to continue to, just like all three phases of our team, in this case our offense, is continue to develop, continue to improve and, and find production through the progression. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott. 
That was on Monday. McDermott will be speaking with the media at about 11.30 today. The Bills get back to work today as they get ready for Sunday Night Football against the Miami Dolphins. However, for today at practice, it will, of course, just be a walkthrough as they get everything going, which is always my favorite that, like, you build up to, like, Wednesday's the first injury point. It's like, it's just a walkthrough. Yeah. Like, you really don't learn too much until, like, Thursday. Yeah, like, if anyone pops up today, it's like, eh, well, I mean, did they really do anything anyway? Like, it's like they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. It's fine. This is like, it's like that first, it's like that last day of school before a break when you're just, like, watching movies. I was going to say, yeah, like, you you watch movies and that's it. Yeah. And if your teacher makes you do anything else, they're your least kinda, favorite teacher and you know and that. And you just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Sounds good. Speaking of that, my cousin is a teacher, and we uh, we were hanging out oh about like two weeks ago, right before Christmas. Yeah. And she and I asked her like, "How's school going?" The whole thing. She, oh, good, 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 good. I'm like, "Cool, cool, cool." You're going on break next week. She goes, "Yeah." And this is like Thursday. And I'm like, "Cool." What are you doing tomorrow in class? As like a question, but also kind of a statement. She goes, "We're watching movies." And I'm like, "Good, good, 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 good." I'm like, "You're not the bad That's teacher." The only right answer. You are not the bad teacher. <laughs> See, then there's the ones that the, there's the teachers that are like, "Oh, we're gonna watch a movie, and here's a worksheet to go along with it." And it's like, oh, that's just cruel. That's man. just mean. Because like you're showing up in sweatpants because it might be one of those like like the spirit weeks where you got pajama day. Yeah. Yep. And then your teacher's like, yeah, we're gonna watch you know Polar Express, but like here's like the questions, so you make sure you're paying attention. You're like, I was gonna drift off. That's the other thing too. Is like it's when it's when it's except a for the movie. hot cocoa scene. Yo, don't get me started with the right. hot chocolate scene. But when it's a movie that like you're like, what am I taking notes about? Like what? Like if it's a history, like, class, what are we doing? If it's a history class, I get it. Or maybe science. That works too, but like when it's like a Christmas movie, the day before Christmas break, mm-hmm. and somebody hands out a worksheet. Like I'm not there. Nope. I'm I'm at best twenty five percent in that classroom. There's not a chance. Oh, twenty five percent. Yeah, right. It, like they're likely worse. If any if any kids are listening right now, don't do as we do. I don't. mean, we got through school. We did. You're right. We have college degrees. We're fine. We, we do. We have degrees. It's fine. Everything's okay. We we made it. Yep. We turned out fine. On the point though, McDermott was just making. I I have found it very interesting. Both him and Joe Brady have kind of sounded very similar when it comes to Stefan Diggs. They know they got to get him going. Just not happening. And that's where I I just, I'm really wondering things. I, I don't have the all-22, so I, I don't know if Diggs is not getting open. I, I don't know. I'm just watching the games. I'll watch highlights afterwards. I'll watch the full game again. Like, it, you know, whatever it is, depending on the week. I don't have the all-22, though. So I can't tell you if Diggs is just not getting open or Allen just isn't hitting him. I, I don't know. But I will tell you, it's been very concerning that the entire passing game has completely, it seems, evaporated after what felt like they really found something in the Philadelphia game. Now, is Miami maybe the perfect elixir for this? I think for a week it is. Right. And that's where I'm, I'm I'm having this nervous tick, Josh, where I'm just like, I could totally see them putting up like 38 points against Miami. They've done Well, they did more than that yeah, this year. Right? They put up 48. But a part of me is going to be like... But take that with a grain of salt. Like just, just know that Miami's defense is wounded to hell. I mean, Xavier Howard's not going to play. Bradley Chubb is out for the year. Yes, Jalen Ramsey's back, but you've really toasted that defense for years, even with most of them being healthy. And now they're not. And that's where it's just like I, I, I don't want to have to take it with a grain of salt, but I kind of am. With that being said, though, there are going to be things I can take away from this game. Allen has looked off the last two weeks. If he's back to like being very precise and being that accurate pass that we've seen him develop into, then I'm all in. Then I can take that with, you know, more than a grain of salt. But if like we're back here and like Diggs again has, you know, less than fifty yards receiving and Allen is around fifty to fifty five completion percentage and it's just difficult constantly. I don't I, like I'm just I'm gonna be going into that wild card round going, all right, so 
Season's over pretty soon, but at least we're back in the playoffs. At least it's the fifth straight year. You know, at least they keep that continuity going. But and I'm I'm kind of already here. There needs to be changes on the offense. I am going to be banging oh, yeah. the drum of you need to got you need need to get more wide receivers. Well, but that goes to your point earlier of you know Joe Brady had. I think this too. Joe Brady hasn't had the time or the preparation to really show us what he can do with this offense. Yeah, this really isn't his offense. This, this is, is his iteration of the Dorsey offense. Yes, yeah. So you look at the weapons they have. You look at the things they did in the off season, the past two off seasons, really, because it was you know. Two off-seasons ago, it was setting up for Ken Dorsey's first year. And this year, it was okay. This is what Dorsey wants to do. Let's revamp it a little bit. Let's add some pieces here and there. We, had, we drafted Dalton Kincaid, and, and we signed Sherfield and Hardy, and let's see what he can do now. But to me, it just seems like Joe Brady, I almost want to say it looks like he's trying to maybe sort of develop a little bit of a screen game, which would be really cool if the Bills could do that. Be cool if they could block. Be cool if they could block one, but hey, if it's like watching Texas all over again, man. If their offense can run one, maybe their defense can learn from it in practice and block it. That's true. But but my point being there, though, is is the way that Joe Brady utilizes James Cook. I just think that there's a real bright spot there for hey, what if next year we're going to see this newfound weapon in the Bills' offense of of another one of those? Because right now there's two weapons. There's two you know things for defense to be worried about. It's Allen bombing it to Stefan Diggs, which we haven't seen as much lately, but it's still a threat. It's still there. And Josh Allen running. And it, really, it's not just Diggs. It's it's any wide receiver. But then you also have the, the threat of Allen running the ball, mm-hmm. which is always present whenever he has the ball in his hands. But if you were able to develop that screen game, then it's, okay, is Allen running it? Oh, no, he's passing it. He's throwing it off. Oh, no, he's – it's – it's another a little bit of the chaos element, though. Yeah. But that they they that they thrived with for right. years, and it's but it's it's just another thing that that defense has to worry about, mm-hmm. and just have like a oh my god, what are we gonna do? Like we don't have enough people, especially like on those defenses where it's like you got one or two stars. Where you look at like Dallas, where they have Micah Parsons, and that's kind of it. I mean, sure they have other they have Deron other, Bland, but well, he he yeah. can be got <laughs> right. He really can right. But they prove the Bills prove that they can dismantle Dallas's defense with what they have right now. Mm-hmm. So if you can develop another layer, and I feel like we've been saying this for a couple of years now, but if you can we develop have. another layer of that offense, that being, in my opinion, the screen game, I don't think that we're going to have a conversation like this at all next year. I think it's going to be, hey, you it, know, it, this it, part of the, go. It's, this part of the offense might not be working, but we have two other things that are going full steam ahead. And it's, all right, well, Allen can't really run, but we can get the ball out to Diggs and we can, you know, play a screen game to James Cook or whoever else. Like Ty Johnson just appeared out of nowhere, so that was cool. I like, so, that's that's been my favorite thing with Brady is he's developed a true run game. That like honestly, I've gotten to a point now like just Murray doesn't need to be there. Yeah, bring up Leonard. He was Fournette. great in the beginning of the year. Yeah, but but, but his short yarded situations, he he is not that kind of back. Even though right. he is built like he should be, he is not that kind of back and. They've really found something with James Cook and Ty Johnson. Got a few people waiting on the line, so let's get to the phones. We've got CJ in Buffalo here on the line. CJ, welcome to the show, my friend. How are we doing today? Hey, doing good, guys. Good morning. Hey, uh, I know you guys were talking about the defense and kind of giving them their kudos. They're doing good. Russell Douglas and uh, Ed Oliver and everybody really showing their colors. But at the same time, uh, our team has shown who they really are and is playing close. Like, we played gritty, and I'm fine with that because they're still getting wins other than just blowing people out. And, that you know, I don't want that to be the only thing that we see. But does it scare you uh, having Sean McDermott in so many close games, knowing uh, his coaching hasn't been the best in-game? 
at, at the end of each each game, you can get uh, examples of this, even with Josh Allen's interceptions and everybody mm-hmm. blames losses for his picks. But all his touchdowns also came where we led in most of these games where he threw interceptions. Or we had an opportunity to win, and it came down to the defense. And you can go to the Jets in overtime, which I know that came down to a special team punt return. But you could you could have ended that on one of the drives in the fourth quarter. Uh, Eagles drove down. You could have ended that in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broncos came down, and it's like you keep playing off like you did against the Bengals when the game is on the line. You're 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 protecting the, the end zone, but you're not playing the way that got you to this point, and that's including the interceptions. It's like we're in these games, but the refs are horrible this year, so I don't want to be in so many close games. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I, I can. It I can me to have a, a head coach like this and the referees and the fact that all Josh Allen interceptions deep have been ropes. I don't know if his shoulder, like just certain movements, he can't do, which might explain him going deep because all his bombs to Stephon Diggs, including the Chargers game, have been on a rope, other than uh, tear dropping it, like dropping it mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. Uh, him like a rainbow and i noticed that a lot i don't know if that's affecting him uh and i don't think they would say anything about his shoulder like that because they want to get that to another team but i do think uh it's more or less josh allen being able to throw certain passes which might affect our offense but i'll let you guys go ahead and talk yeah thanks for the call cj that that point about the long throw like that is i i, I can vividly remember in my mind the throw to Diggs. i don't remember who was covering him i think it was maybe Pe- no it wasn't peppers Somebody somebody was covering Diggs. Allen underthrew him by maybe like a yard, and it almost gets picked off. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those like, ooh, there it is. Like that's the Allen throw where you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. The interception's coming. Mm-hmm. And he's CJ's right there. If, if he would have, you know, put more air under it, not have it on a line, which is great that he can do that. It's awesome that Allen can, you know, throw just a straight line missile but not in every scenario. In that scenario, you need to have it up higher. You need to have it over the top. Have that... Well, yeah, give give loop, room for your wide receiver to run under it. Yeah, that loopy deep ball, because he was a yard short mm-hmm. on Diggs. And if you give him more time, if you have it higher up in the air, Diggs can correct for that. He yeah. can come back to the ball. He can go out to the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... I don't know. It, it's something where it's like, in the beginning of his career, he was doing that too much. And yeah. now it's like he's not doing it enough. So it's, it, you got to find it's, that happy medium. It's it's been a weird thing with with most of Allen's career of, of the deep ball. There's been years where it's dialed in. There are years where he's one of the worst deep ball passers in football, and then it kind of reverberates back to he's really good. We haven't really hit that medium yet where it's just like a solid or he's average or he, you know maybe he's a little below average. We haven't really hit that point. It's either it's really in his wheelhouse or it's not, and it is a bit frustrating. I will say on CJ's first point though, with all the close games and him just laying out all the reasons of like yeah like you have McDermott who's not been great in these close games and then you have Allen's sometimes interceptions but sometimes also scoring touchdowns and then you have bad refs I actually don't know if the refs are actually like particularly worse this year I am really with our own Jeremy White here on this where I just I think it's been in such a conversational topic now or it has become such a conversational topic now that whenever there is any sort of screw-up, and I think a lot of it is just human error, it just gets magnified. So I don't even necessarily think that officials are particularly worse this year. I just think it has never been talked about more than the last few years. 
And I think that's our biggest problem. With all that being said, though, I don't love the Bills being in close games. I, think, I, I really don't. I think the official stuff also is getting highlighted this year because a lot of it's been happening in primetime games when everybody's watching. Yeah, when everyone's watching. Like the Eagles game with the Bills. Yep. Obviously, there's the you know the horse collar that doesn't get called, and then the grounding that gets called right after it. Dallas-Detroit is literally the only NFL game Dallas, on that day. Yeah, that was rough. I mean... It's it's it. I I think that is one of. I I think that's the worst call of the year. It was bad. It was bad. You very clearly see Beverly. Was it right? Berkeley, Beverly, something like that. The guy that Decker. I don't know where I got Beverly. I was was like, I was like, who are you talking about? Decker. (laughs) I found. I literally saw a billboard in Detroit on my Twitter feed. It says Decker reported in like Detroit Lions blue. Yeah, it's, it's just it, it, it was it was a very very bad situation. You, you can see that he very clearly goes up there and reports to the ref, mm-hmm. and the ref acknowledges him and then like runs away, like the ref is like backing away from him as he comes up to him. It's super weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Let's get to another call here before we take another timeout. We got John and Elma on the line. John, good morning, my friend. How we doing? Yeah, this this John Alpha. Johnny, there. We got you. you. Hear me? Yep, we got it. We got hey, you. Uh, Okay, guys. Hey, I got a little concern that you're so positive that Buffalo's going to win down in uh, Miami, you know. Uh, that, that makes me a little nervous because I'd like to hear what you think the Buffalo Bills need to do to end up winning down in, in Miami because... You know, I think the Miami guys, with all that noise and all that crowd, boy, they're going to be going after Buffalo. And uh, I'd like to understand what you think they got to do to end up, uh, you know, what are the three keys that you think they need to have to win, okay? All right, sounds good. John, thanks for the call. I'm not going to do three keys. I just Miami's never played well against Buffalo. They give up a ton of points constantly. Miami doesn't play well against good teams. They've proven that all year. Same with Dallas. Don't give me that game. Dallas is the same way, just on the NFC side of things. And they're injured to hell. Some of their best players are not playing. You will not deal with Jalen Waddle this year. Their starting center's already been out for the year. He's been out for a few weeks, and Connor Williams. Bradley Chubb is out. Uh, Zavian Howard, one of their other cornerbacks, is out. Even with all my issues in their passing game, I think they will have a pretty good day passing the ball. And also, My biggest fear is going forward, not even necessarily Miami. Right, and also Josh Allen should be 12-0 and against the Dolphins. The first loss he had was the first time he played them. It was Charles Clay. Yeah. Come back for the ball. He's thrown it like 40 yards on the other side of the field. And then the other loss he had against them was the Heat game. That's right. That was last year. That was so, week two or three. Yeah, so Allen, in reality, should be, and yes, it's a what if, he should be 12-0. and He's 9-2 and against the Dolphins, and he plays extremely well every single time. Yeah, real- realistically, John, it's more how can Miami beat the Bills rather than how can the Bills beat Miami. Miami, are, Miami, know, are, Miami I, for me, are the ones going, how can we actually figure him out? I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it's how can the Bills beat themselves. Yeah, yeah I point. mean, that too as well. Because I think, I, think I think the Dolphins on a good day can beat the Bills. But if the Bills themselves have a good day, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's a problem. We saw that earlier in the year. I think both teams played a great game that day. Sure, the Dolphins lost, and it wasn't they just turned they just turned the ball over at the worst times. Right? Yeah, they were just having bad luck on the turnovers. I think that was both teams having like a pretty good day. It wasn't you know the Dolphins' best game of the year. But if the Bills don't have a bad day, I don't think there's any way they lose. If the Bills have a bad day. It's going to be very easy for the Dolphins to just, you know, walk in and be like, all right, well, this is our game now. Yep. And, you know, it just comes down to starting off strong and 
playing the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. Still taking your calls, 803-0550 if you are on the line. Stay tuned. We'll take your calls when we come back after a quick timeout. You're listening to The Extra Point Show on WGR. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you here, filling in for Sal and Joe here on the Extra Point Show. Probably heard them on the morning show. They'll be doing that as well tomorrow. Me and Josh will, of course, be back here as well from 10 to 12 tomorrow as well. Josh, the days of the week have gotten back to normal for me, but I kept thinking like tomorrow was Friday. Why? Wait, I don't what? know. I have I have no reason for that. But like I walked in today being like, yeah, today's Thursday. Tomorrow's going to be Friday. Like we're good into the week because we were talking about stuff. And then I'm, and like I'm looking at my schedule and I'm like, Today's Wednesday. <laughs> Honestly, and I, th- and I thought I had the days of the week back because we worked on Monday. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't any the holiday. Any, like, I was like, how, how, did, how did I think today was Thursday? It was, it was a very rattling moment at 930 in the morning. It's so funny that you bring this up because, like, it, it happens to me, like, I probably say once a week. So, it, it happened more when I first started. But since I moved to the morning, I'll, every once in a while when I'm driving home, be like, Man, it's only Tuesday. And then I'll be like driving home at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I'll be like, wait a minute, it's Tuesday. My day's done. Like, <laughs> like I don't have any work the rest of the day. Cause I'm so, I was so used to working the afternoons. Yep. Where it's like now I'm like, oh, like I'm done at one. And like, it, it's just, it's such it's, a it, weird it, it, feeling. It threw your schedule for, yeah. Because, yeah. Like it happened yesterday. I was driving home like, man, it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait a minute. No, it's Tuesday. It's like, Tuesday. Like, Tomorrow's it's Wednesday. Good. And then there's Thursday and Friday and there's a Sabres game on tomorrow. Like, there we go. I don't know how good that's going to go. But hey, <laughs> hockey's back. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Before we take another time out, let's get to Chris here on the line. Chris, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Great show. You guys are laser-focused, locked in, man. I, I couldn't agree with more what you guys are saying. I, I want to go back to the screen game. It, it's baffling to me. For like, it's just like the past couple of years. We cannot run a screen game on offense, and we cannot stop one on defense. It drives me crazy. I don't know if it's Josh's timing with the throws and when he should bullet it, because that, that screen was there that, this last game. Hook dropped it, but I don't know if I want. I want him to catch it on the run. I think he kind of stopped, but I think it was a low pass. I think, and that also goes back to the um, timing. What you guys are saying about Josh when he's supposed to bullet it, he lost it. When he lost it, he should bullet it. His, his timing is off, and I don't understand why him and Diggs doesn't have a back shoulder. Remember uh, Rogers and um, um, Adams? That was you couldn't stop that. How Diggs and him don't have a back shoulder? It, it it drives me crazy. That that should be a guaranteed first down. And also, real quick, guys, um, Brady, I like him, but I'm a little suspect. He came out the game in the play action. Give me some cook first. We we uh, the guys at my house. We call it. You need to warm up the car. You know, in the winter, you got to warm up the car before you go outside and just drive it. Same with Josh. You can't have him just come out just passing. That was good that Dave, Dable did. Is he would run Josh first, get him a little warmed up, get him worked up, and then you pass it. Josh has to settle down. You know what I mean? Like you got you got to warm up the car first in the winter time. You don't just go out there and drive it with the with the with the windows all foggy and everything like that. Josh needs to warm up and then get him going. Establish the run. You know what I mean? And I love the, the the timeout by McDermott. By the way, his best timeout of his career. It was third and one at the end of the game. The game was still in 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 chance. And he was in shotgun on third and one. That should be automatic tush push. Josh Allen should be the number one quarterback in the league with the tush push. It's unstoppable. He's a six-foot giant. Why in the hell? That should be the short game all day. I mean, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. So that worries me a little bit. And what CJ said, and you guys are saying it too, 
The coaching makes me nervous. That's where they have the edge. And I just get nervous. Like, why did McDermott have to call a timeout for third and one? Because that should have been the automatic Josh first down. I mean, come on. Yeah, Chris, thanks for the call. Uh, all right, to, to get to a few points before we hit our timeout. Um, oh, Josh, where do we want to start? All right, on the third and one. Chris look, was coming in hot there. That was great. I, I fully agree. <laughs> tush, push. I'm a big fan of that. I can't stand ever when it's fourth and one, fourth and inches, third and inches, third and one, whatever, that a team starts in shotgun. Can't stand that. On Josh starting the game running because you want to like kind of start the car like in winter, number one, I'm notorious for not starting a car before I drive it in winter. Same. I'm notorious for it. With that being said, that was a big part of Allen's early career was that he needed to take a shot early on in the in the game to kind of settle himself down to get to get into the rhythm of the game. I can understand that. I think that was the joke too. We always it was always oh he threw his interception. We're good. Fire away. Yep. We're like, we're <laughs> all good. We are just fine. Like, and, and yeah, just that, go. that was the joke early on. I can definitely agree with that. I just I'm at a point like man, we're in year six. Like if yeah. we still need to do this, where you need to take a shot before you can settle down for a game. Talk to a sports therapist. I think it's. I mean, come on. I, if he can, well, that's that's the thing. I'm okay with you know taking the big shot right at the beginning as long as you connect on it. Like, don't make it so crazy where it's this this forty mm-hmm. yard pass in double coverage to, you know, not even Stephon Diggs. Like, yeah, not not saying you know other players can't catch those, but like, it's. It should be a manageable, like, hey, this is a yep. big chunk of yards, and you're going to feel good after you throw it. But it's not so much that you're going to hurt yourself if you if you miss it. Yeah. And you're going to put yourself in a bad spot if it, if it falls short. Like, I'm, I'm okay with taking that big shot, but it's got to be calculated. It's mm-hmm. got to be a smart one. And I think that's what Brian Dable was so good at, was he could find a way to get Allen that big throw, but also make it make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Still taking your calls, 803-0550. you got to take a quick time out here. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in here on the Extra Point Show. You're listening to WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 